0: The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. You know, as bad as I feel about picking Minnesota,
1: Jason took San Francisco last week against Seattle. I don't feel so bad.
2: (laughs) I don't even remember who I took.
1: You took Washington (laughs) You took Washington, who lost its second quarterback of the season to a leg injury. Oh, hi, everybody. And welcome to the kickoff here on the W2M Network. Week 14 of the National Football League and the most important game in college football. There is no argument to me. We'll talk about that more later. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me as per usual The down-since-day-one co-host-turned-executive-producer, Brandon Biscobin.
2: Uh, yeah, the Washington Redskins are officially cursed. The Washington (laughs) Racists.
0: The executive-producer-turned-co-host, Eric Watkins. At least it wasn't 99 and a half. Why the hell did ESPN have to air it as all ten of their top ten?
2: Ugh.
0: And
1: the chairman of the W2M Network, Jason Teasley.
3: I'm president accounted for.
1: Good to know. Your pick's not so much last week.
3: <laughs> Although, I don't even remember my picks from last week. I just kind of just... <laughs> You're better off not... Coherently. coherently.
1: If it makes you feel any better, Jason, ain't not a damn one of us get a game correct
3: last week. But I see. At least I... At least our campus consistent.
2: At least we have. At least this week we have the opportunity of hope. Of hopefully, getting some picks right since we have a lock pick.
1: Yes, let's go ahead and mention that real quick. Here, we'll go into further detail a little bit later on in the show. As you guys are well aware of, as our listeners are well aware of, as they're listening to the show now, the college football regular season is more or less over, other than Army Navy Saturday, December eighth. We'll talk more about that game later, as I mentioned. Therefore, for the rest of the season, the NFL number moves back to three, and we pick a upset and a stone-cold walk. The caveat being for the stone-cold walk is, if the team you pick wins, but does not cover the spread, it counts as a straight-up loss. Fair enough? Fair enough? Fair enough? We open. We open the show how we always do here at the kickoff. We start with studs and duds. Eric?
0: You know, we can all agree that a a good portion of defensive backs in the NFL, if they get three interceptions over the course of a season, that's at least a decent season, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what if I were to tell you that one defensive back in particular got three interceptions in a single game? Well, Andrew Andrew Adams of Tampa Bay, he he was like, you know what, Cam Newton? If you're going to keep throwing it in my direction, I'm going to keep catching it.
2: I wish I would have had him on my fantasy team.
0: Yeah, intercepting Cam Newton three out of a possible four times solo, helping keep the Bucs in their color rush uniforms in the game in some form or fashion. Did it help them win? As Chiseled Adonis would say, absolutely not. But sometimes, especially when you're Tampa Bay, it is what it is. But with that, Andrew Adams, you are my stud. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Tampa Bay won that game on Sunday. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sober right
3: now. (laughs) You're wrong. I'm correcting you. You're not sober.
0: (laughs) Alrighty, then. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Jason Studd. My stud is a little-known running back. Well, coming into this year, he was little-known. Um, undrafted free agent that fell to the luck of the Denver Broncos. And this weekend he rushed, he carries for 19 times for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, Phillip Lindsey. And what's really curious about this, and this is going to break mine and Brandon's heart when I say this, he is currently the leader for offensive rookie of the year.
0: <sighs> I uh,
1: I think it's going to depend on where the, the two teams finish. Yeah. Denver, six, the Giants are 4 and 8, but if you're going to tell me if anybody told me coming into the season that the Giants were going to win more than 4 games this year, I would have told them they were crazy.
2: But I mean Sorry. the while while the Broncos probably won't make the playoffs, they do at least have the opportunity to make the playoffs still.
3: But I don't think that I don't think that should factor into your rookie of the year. I think it is just like the Hosman, which we may discuss. I think you can't contribute a team to individual awards.
2: Depends upon the award, I feel, because you know, like. Something like MVP, it's in the name, most valuable player. If your value is diminished by not winning, then it's kind
0: of... The
1: NFL has actually kind of been hit and miss with that, though. There have been certain seasons where players on less successful teams have gotten the award because they've met more to the team in question than the players on the teams with better records. Yeah. Brandon, you're up, stud.
2: My stud for this week is Travis Kelsey, and he needs to put in more games like he did this past week after what happened this week, which we'll talk about later. But 168 yards, two touchdowns over Oakland. Yes, it's Oakland, and yes, the Chiefs' defense gave up a lot of points, but still a good game for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it's
1: nice to... It's nice for Kelsey to actually stand up and be counted because he hasn't really done much this year.
2: And it's a good thing that he's getting hot when he is now after what happened.
1: We'll talk about that a little bit later. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Dramatic reverb.
1: <clears throat> Again. My studs for the week are the Central Florida Golden Knights. And the reason I'm giving this to Central Florida, Florida, even though I have been a staunch disapprover of any candidacy of them towards being in the college football playoff over the last two years
2: oh. because
1: of the schedule. It, it is what it is. Their schedule is not conducive to being in the college football playoff. Although, we will talk about the article that I sent you guys a little bit later on because I'm sure Brandon's going to have more to say about that. But anyway, Central Florida played Memphis in the conference US, or in the American Athletic Championship game. I don't know why I went conference USA there. I must have had Brett Stockstill on my mind still. Thanks, Eric.
0: <laughs> Welcome.
1: And Central Florida, despite being without their star quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, who we discussed the horrific looking injury he suffered last week, came back from a 38-21 halftime deficit to outscore Memphis 35 to 3 in the second half and win the American Athletic Championship 56-41. Thus assuring them of a year fixed bowl in this instance the fiesta against the Louisiana State Tigers who Florida beat earlier.
0: <laughs> and I did read, I don't know if this was the article that you sent. Was it about, you know, the Gators offering up a nice little two for one? Yes. Florida has offered Central Florida an opportunity.
1: To have that marquee matchup on its schedule, at the cost of coming to Gainesville twice for one trip to, I think Orlando for Central Florida, if I recall correct.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's if two Central- shit schools playing.
1: How how West Virginia do the end of the season? Hush
0: you.
3: <laughs> Did West Virginia have a, at least have a chance to win their conference?
1: I mean, technically speaking, Florida had a chance. It came down to the Georgia-Florida game in the SEC East. We just didn't show up for that Georgia-Florida game.
0: Speaking of not showing up, Segway, <laughs> Duds, Eric. Well, my team showed up for a little while, but uh, th- 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 they decided to kind of go home early. Look, and I've got a little personal bias because of a friend of mine who I'm pretty sure is going to be listening to this at one point or another. This, in part, is for you dedicated to Long Island. The New York Jets. You're going through a a little bit of a mediocre season, let's admit it. You're breaking in a rookie quarterback, let's admit that too, but he wasn't there for that game, so you turned to the journeying veteran. You do, were doing something that you really don't get to celebrate too often. That, that's having a lead in a football game. But with Todd Bowls and that kind of defense for what it how do you have that sort of a collapse? <laughs> I, I I don't understand. What? Do you think you're the Giants or something? Hey. Gang Green, <laughs> you are my duds for this week.
2: And, and uh, yeah, I'll be talking more about the Jets later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason,
1: dud.
3: My dud is a well-respected football organization that proceeded to lose to a crappy team at home where their star quarterback does not lose at home in December. And this loss actually cost a head coach's job. So happy oh, birthday. <laughs> happy birthday Aaron Rodgers for getting McCarthy fired and and also losing to the Arizona Cardinals. At Lambeau in December. Now, to
0: be slightly fair, Mason Crosby makes that kick. You're talking overtime.
3: If Mason Crosby would have made three previous kicks, (laughs) the Packers would still be in the playoffs. Uh, Fair. Very fair.
1: It has not been a good year to be Mason Crosby
3: in Green Bay this year.
2: It hasn't been a good year to be a kicker, period. I mean most of the time. It hasn't places, been a good
3: not... year to be a Johns fan either, but That's we true. won't go into that too much.
1: We'll go into that a little bit later. <laughs> oh,
2: God. <laughs> this was a bad week for all of us, so once again, it's just gonna be the uh the soapbox for homers.
0: No, this was a bad week for you. This was an epically horrendous <laughs> week for me. You at least can say face. Uh, I mean, technically
1: speaking, we do have some positivity to discuss. We'll get to that in a second. So, my duds for the week are Buffalo. <laughs> and before everybody starts jumping on me about homers here, I am not referring to the Buffalo Bills. I am referring to the Buffalo Bulls. Who had a 29-10 to lead in the MAC title game against the Northern Illinois Huskies and proceeded to lose 30-29, to allowing 20 unanswered in a row to end the game by the Huskies. Northern Illinois is not the team that Northern Illinois was when Jordan Lynch was there. The Bulls had just as many wins as all three of their NFL state counterparts combined, (coughs) and yet somehow you find a way to lose a game in Detroit, Michigan—
0: To Northern Illinois, when you're up by three scores in the fourth quarter. Harry, let me ask you something. Was this a team based in Buffalo? Nobody circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bulls. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. A team based in Buffalo in a championship game. Did you honestly expect anything different?
2: And, and what's with um, what's with group of five championship games and uh, teams blowing tremendous leads?
1: Seventeen in the, in the American Athletic, nineteen in the MAC, and Brent Stock still managed to suck it up in the Conference USA title game in Middle Tennessee State. Lost to UAB.
0: <laughs> Congrats, UAB!
1: I was rooting for you. <laughs> You no, know, this is a program that just got football back three years
0: ago, so I'm happy for them. Good for them. Yeah, ditto. They fought hard. The boosters stepped up, just like the Footscray Bulldogs of 1989 in Australia. But that's for another podcast. You can listen to soccer tonight here on the W two M network with Eric, Lock, Sean
1: Garmer, and Rachel. I'm sorry, I do not know her last. Well
3: you're Krieger?
0: Krieger. B, that's not soccer. That is the mighty Australian rules that <laughs> I referenced. You just went Aussie rules on us. Our- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I
1: did.
2: Well done.
0: This is working.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on. It is now time for so.
2: Wait, we I I didn't do my dud, and neither did you. I don't think.
1: I just did my dud, Buffalo. I thought you did yours.
2: I don't remember doing my dud.
1: All right, well, then do your dud now, and I'm sorry. My
2: um, My dud, contrary to what Eric uh, mentioned earlier, thinking that they won, is the Carolina Panthers losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and not only losing, but not even taking a lead at a single point in the game.
0: Again, me and Sobriety <laughs> do not
2: coexist right now.
0: I'm making that very clear.
1: Uh, Brandon? Yes. Do you remember the conversation we had last week about a certain anniversary? Yes. I feel like that's Ron Rivera right now.
2: Playoffs? <laughs> are you talking about playoffs? Yeah, their playoff hopes are uh, dwindling exponentially by the week, and I'll talk about that more later.
1: Dun dun dun. Dramatic Man, reverb. been a lot of reverb on this show. <laughs> Moving on, and now officially, so, that happened. Jason, you you've got one of the big ones here, so you're going to let him go first. here.
3: So, well, you know, being as we're recording a couple of days later than we usually do, uh, and this story broke... Late last week, right around Thursday or Friday last week, I believe, my so that happened is cream hunt video surfacing, which led to not only him going on the commissioner's exempt list, but very quickly becoming a free agent in his second year due to the Kansas City Chiefs wanting no part of Said allegations, or the PR nightmare mayor that Hunt would become. So, yeah, that happened. Cream Hunt, bright future, second year in the league. Yeah, he beats women and kicks them. So, hey, I bet if he had Mason Crosby, she wouldn't have got kicked.
0: Hey, did you, he? He won't be unemployed for too long. If anything, Washington will snap him right off.
3: They have a no package. they're saying they're saying that there is there's just more than the girl pressing charges. they said that there is a lot of evidence with a lot of civil suits becoming tied to it and he's in for a long long road but my problem is the NFL and Kansas City, Knew about this in February. Chose to do nothing until the video surfaced. So
2: well, that's, that. the que- that, that's the question I have. First off, shouldn't they be taking some proactive measures to make sure that this does not happen? And secondly, I have a feeling that um, another team got their hands on this video and leaked it.
0: Well, there was actually some confirmation that there was another team in the AFC that either got their hands on it or either... New England! Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: that would be my guess. A A certain hoodie and a certain quarterback who has to have a certain trainer and has a certain program... I, I I could see them
3: doing it I, I don't I don't see that simply because I mean they could they could still win regardless but I mean I honestly think that the NFL and everybody knew about this prior to they swept it under the rug. oh yeah definitely. You know? Now in the PR nightmare with hopes the video would never surface and magically it looks like from the video I seen looked like it was somebody recording from their phone the surveillance camera and they didn't thoroughly check things and it went to the highest bidder which was TMZ and that's how it got released. My problem with this, though, is should the league not prepare itself for incoming rookies and veterans, because Ray Rice was no rookie when he knocked that bitch out, a seminar on how to act right in public?
2: Don't they do that already, though?
0: Yeah, I'm about to say, isn't that part of the Rookie Symposium? Yeah. Here's the difference, though. Actually, teaching that class and then getting them to abide by it are two different
3: things. Yeah,
2: you can teach someone as...
1: What has to happen is you have to get to the point where, as a professional athlete, you have to realize that you are a target for all kinds of various attempts at quick money-making schemes, Mm -hmm. at ways to nudge some kind of fame off of your name brand value or in instances like this to drag you down into the mud with certain people from what I understand and the story that I've heard is the allegations are that this woman was spewing white supremacist stuff towards Kareem Hunt. As we know, Kareem Hunt is a black gentleman. That being said, you have to write
3: With a name like that, I would figure he was a white guy from Idaho. (laughs) Uh,
1: North Dakota, you racist. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, as I was, was as, as I was about to say before I was so thoroughly interrupted. The issue becomes that you need to have a better grip on who you are as a person to have the ability to walk away from situations like this mm-hmm. that could end you, end up costing you significantly in the long run. I.e., the Ray Rice situation where he knocked his girlfriend out, uh, who I believe is now his wife, because
3: he got paid. He doesn't get paid. They still live nicely.
1: I mean, but, yeah, he did make a decent living from the money he'd already made from the NFL. The thing with Kareem Hunt was Kareem Hunt was on a rookie contract these last two years. He probably wasn't making all that much.
3: Mm-hmm. But th- this is another thing that I think – I have my suspicions of who early it was because I've watched all the videos. It was Spencer Ware. He wanted more <laughs> playing time. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm, be, I'm thinking it was one of his, uh, his friends – because in the interview with them, they went out of their way to make sure the cops knew he was an NFL player, make sure they gave his name, what team he played for. I mean, they gave some, some outright, very in, in indicative details of who he was, who he played for. He was an NFL player, and this bitch... She didn't know who he was. Nothing. But this happened in February. Well, now, here it is, end of November. It's Christmas time. Bitch better. Bitch li- looking at her her single baby that she got from her meth head. Some meth head trailer park <laughs> And it's like, Christmas going to be good this year, Junior. <laughs>
1: I have no words to that.
0: <laughs> I have no words especially after my recent experience in trailers.
1: All right, let's move on, shall we? Yep. Brandon Brandon. So, that happened.
2: Well, mine is a is one, you know, Jason's happened a week ago. Mine just recently happened, so the late the late uh airing or the late recording of this uh, was fortuitous for me because I got this story today. Darren Lee, a four-game suspension for substance abuse, no indication exactly what it is, what it was they he was taking or doing or whatever, but yeah, he's out for the remainder of the season, and the Jets' luck just continues to get worse and worse. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yep. Jets, guy, Jets.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about the Jets here in a few seconds when we pour one out for the homers.
0: Eric, so, that happened. Okay. Everybody knows that different kinds of dairy has expiration dates. Milk, cheese. We're aware of that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, when you're dealing with something in the land of dairy, say, I don't know, a state that I still will refuse to mention by name because I have to deal with them (laughs) yet again. But the state well-known for dairy and their professional football team, you could say the same things apply. Well, Mike McCarthy just happened to reach his expiration date. Uh, the ownership and front office of Green Bay opened up the refrigerator, took a whiff, and decided they're not going to chance the extra four weeks. So Mike McCarthy, with a very pleasant goodbye, players giving him a standing ovation as he arrived at the facility one last time, and thanks to interim head coach Joe Philbin, former Dolphins head coach, But he has shown the door. Now, yes, as Jason mentioned, this was on Aaron Rodgers' birthday, 35, if I remember correctly. So you wonder. Aaron, although he did not admit this publicly because he's Aaron Rodgers and that's how he operates, he's getting what he wanted. His plan worked. Now the question is, who is going to replace Aaron? What cars be in Green Bay?
3: Can I make a suggestion on who it is?
1: I can name a rumor that I've heard as
3: well. Harry, I'll let you go first. The name that I'm hearing is Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm going to go a different route because he's... This guy has worked with a lot of top quarterbacks. The only one he has not worked with is Tom Brady. He has worked with Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer, among others, Andrew Luck. And he made a bold statement prior to the Green Bay job coming open where he wanted to go. I guarantee you, if Bruce Arians as even catches a whiff that they have interest in him, Mm -mm. he goes to Green Bay.
0: Mm -mm. I think he's going to stick to his guns and make a push for Cleveland. See, the rumor I'm hearing is is that Cleveland wants to go after McCarthy.
3: I Mm can see that. That's what what I've heard.
1: Here's the problem with Cleveland going after McCarthy, though. We talked about this last week. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. Ever since Greg Williams took over as the coach of the Browns, the Browns are 2-2. Two and two, And mm-hmm. the, one of the losses that he had was on the short week after Hugh Jackson was relieved of his duties here. Those two wins that, that uh, Greg Williams has as the coach of the Browns are the same amount of wins that Hugh Jackson had managed in the previous three seasons.
0: That's why, if anything, I wouldn't go after McCarthy at all. I would look at Greg Williams, see what he's got, but I would, at the very least, if Bruce Arian, since he's gone on record and is being interested, I would uh, go for him first. McCarthy would really not help matters with the Browns. Arian's would. I will say that I would not be opposed to getting Bruce Arians out of the
1: broadcast booth because I feel like he adds nothing.
2: Well, I have two questions for you guys. First, do you think there's any chance that they decide to stick with Philbin if he does well over the next couple of weeks? I don't think
0: so. I don't think so. Well, I'll let you go first, Eric. Well, I, I say maybe because, yes, this is the new voice that Aaron Rodgers wanted. But he's going to get sick of him very quickly, too. Rodgers is going to want a special kind of coach who will either, A, get on him, or, B, let him do whatever he wants. And I don't know if Philman is ready to handle that. Plus, his mediocre tenure in Miami also works against him.
2: And second, you you mentioned, okay, oh yeah, you didn't mention, yeah, go for it.
1: I'm going to say no. Okay. And the reason I'm going to say no is because I don't
2: think Joe Philbin is a marquee enough name for the Green Bay job. True. True. Um second, you we mentioned Arians. Do you think there's any chance of any other guys that are currently in the booth or on the set coming out of retirement to coach the, the Packers? The
1: only possible name that I would even consider for that would be Bill Cower. I was
2: that that's like, who I was thinking
1: and I sincerely doubt that he has any interest in coaching
0: again. Not after the run that he's had on CBS and how much he's enjoying the booth, and he doesn't want to be another John Gruden. He's staying where he is.
3: Yeah. Let me, let me throw this out to be a wild, wild card. If things don't, if things spiral the way they have been, even despite the record and despite the team not actually firing coaches coaches go here to retire and die coaching this team could Mike Tomlin tenure in Pittsburgh be up and he be up to go to Green Bay
2: I doubt Maybe. it with how well they've done this year
3: Yeah I, I but they're tired but... of Mike Tomlin
2: No, but again,
3: you said it
0: yourself. Pittsburgh is very, very patient. They Mm -hmm. had Chuck Knoll for nearly 30 years. Then they had that very long run with Bill Cowher, and they've had a nice, almost as long run with Tomlin. I know. I want to say Tomlin is in his
1: 15th season, 2003, I think he took over the Steelers. And that was after Coward did 10? They always talk about this on the Steelers broadcast, and as somebody that lives in a Pittsburgh market, I live kind of – I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before. I live in Youngstown, Ohio, which is like halfway between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So whenever Cleveland's on the road – whenever Cleveland's at home and Pittsburgh is on the road, we get the Steelers games in the Youngstown market because we're a halfway. The one stat that they always mention during Steelers games is the fact that over the course of the last 50 years, the Steelers have only had three coaches. That is mm-hmm. a sign of patience from the Rooney family.
3: Mm-hmm. But this is a different NFL than what Chuck Noll and Cower was in. But you This al- is a gratification.
0: But you also have different younger Rooney's running the organization as well. The issue there, just, the only issue here for Pittsburgh is,
1: I believe that if Pittsburgh chokes away a playoff spot, given the way that the team started off of the 7-2-1 uh, and one record, then we might hear more rumblings about Tomlin. If Pittsburgh can stay within the playoff contention, either winning the AFC North or catching a wild card, then I don't think Tomlin's job is in any yeah. danger. Oh, yeah. We do need to move on, however, because we have some more to the show to get to. So let's go ahead and continue. It's now my turn for So That Happened. And my So That Happened is we officially have the final four for this year in college football. The probable Heisman battle, assuming that Tago Valoa is good to go, will feature Alabama and Oklahoma in one of these semifinals. The other semifinal features Clemson and Notre Dame as Brian Kelly once again renews renews rivalries with Clemson, having been the former coach at, I believe Kelly came from Pittsburgh? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, so that, that wouldn't be Clemson, would it? Nope. <clears throat> I apologize. I sworn he came from Pittsburgh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we'll do official predictions a little bit later on. We have... Two more episodes of the show. The plan is for the episode right after Christmas, we do our New Year's Six predictions. That being said, which of these four teams do you guys feel is the favorite going in to the college football playoff? Jason, I'll ask you first. Oklahoma. I kind of figured you were going to say that. You Big 12 homer.
3: <laughs> no, I think uh, every judging by the way – uh Oh, Akuna Matata looked on the award ceremony being in a hair cast. Oh, Akuna Matata. You Maui, Matata. <laughs> uh, it's looking as he is not going to be good to go, judging that his leg was heavily wrapped in an air cast and he had a lot of. Okay, but,
1: all right, but then I would point out to you that they still have the quarterback that took them as the runner up.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. As, I don't think that that's that's a problem. And just as a right side up. note, did anybody else see the interview that he done where he admitted that? He was scared to fail because his dad would beat his ass with a belt.
0: I saw that. I was like, man. And his dad pretty much said, oh, no, you're not going to the Pac-12. You're going to Alabama.
3: Yeah, they asked him, they asked him when he decided to go to Alabama. He said, I didn't. My dad chose it. <laughs> I
0: saw, like, that whole interview, and I was like, Wow. <laughs>
3: And that, that's, that's not Hawaiian. That's his, like Southern. <laughs> his his younger brother is better than he is, and I think that he is going to Bama.
0: Yep, he is. He's already committed. Taglia Tagovailoa. Um, yeah. on behalf on behalf of everybody in the
1: SEC, Nick and Saban. Uh Eric. Who do you have as the favorite going
0: into the college football playoff? While I will say that Oklahoma and their style of offense and, and with Kyler Murray will give Saban a game. I still have to put Alabama's my favorite because even though he's dealt with quarterbacks like that before, and he struggled, I mean, look at Deshaun Watson in those Alabama Clemson matchups, even though he struggled defending him, he still finds ways to either come In one case, close, and in another case, flat-out win. I can't count against them, even with Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts has taken them to these heights before. Brandon?
2: Yeah, Alabama's going to figure out some way to win again. Yada, yada, yada.
1: I'm actually going to be the only person to pick a team from the other game, then. Clemson? Trevor. Give me Trevor Lawrence, give me Dabo Sweeney,
2: give me Clemson. I think if uh, Tagovailoa isn't ready to go, I, think, I, I still think Alabama will pull it out, but I think it's going to be a lot closer where Clemson is definitely going to give them a game.
0: Absolutely. And I even think that if Notre Dame pulls something off, which they might... It won't be as much of a game, but Brian Kelly will figure out something. Uh,
1: If we recall correctly, the last time Notre Dame was in a championship game, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they get the snot beaten out of them? Yeah. They did. man tie tail and all. Yeah, that's going to happen again against Clemson. I I honestly feel like Clemson's going to beat the brakes off of Notre Dame on the 29th.
3: Uh, A question Answer is this based on the remarks and the perception that's came out is Sweeney done in Clemson or have mm-hmm. you guys even heard about this? No. Are you referring to it. him? Go-
1: Are you referring to him going to the NFL? Because I've heard rumors, but I don't think Sweeney. No, be.
3: no. The fact that he is, they, all the fan he's tired of all the fans turning on him when they, I think they was favored by like 21 and they covered or something, and the fans weren't happy and they was booing Clemson and everything because they didn't win by a bigger margin. And he was, and he went on the record as saying that he's tired of the fans being ungrateful and everything.
1: Mm, I think that was more of a heat of the moment comment rather than actually anything I, longstanding. Especially when you're making, when you're making as much money as Dabo Sweeney is at Clemson, you don't walk away from that kind of cheddar. Not to mention, Hoover, you, did you Hoover.
3: see him at Ohio State since their coaching job?
1: Uh, their job well, is not open now.
3: Oh, it's an uh, been is it field. I haven't
1: seen yeah. it. The guy that, uh, the guy that filled in Mer- for Meyer at the start of the season, Zach Day, has already been named the head coach in waiting.
0: Not to mention who would Clemson even get to replace Stabo Sweeney? Mm-hmm.
1: All right. That's going to wrap up. So that happened. Let's go ahead and move on here. It is now time for buy or sell. We did the draw before the show this time in order to get this ready and able to get us running here. Eric has won the draw. Eric gets to pick between the college, the NFL,
0: or the combination question. Since the topic intrigued me the most, I'm going to pick the combination question. The combination question is,
1: and I the only way that I worded this in the group chat when I gave them their hint as to what the question would be, I worded it this with FFL, XFL, AAF, by yourself. This launch of leagues as an uprising towards the NFL
0: will within five years. Oh, now, are we talking as a collective? Yes. All three of them will be folded within five years. All three? Oh. I'm going to sell that all three will fold within five years. I think Would the you- XFL... Even with Vince McMahon saying, oh, it's going to be different than the XFL we knew when some of us loved back in 2001, I still don't think that he's divorced himself from the the entertainment side of things as compared to the football side of things. While he's getting everything together more logistically and he's got some good markets, especially like St. Louis, I don't trust him to have this going long term to survive five years. I give him about three. Now, the league I had never even heard of until you'd mentioned it in the group chat, the FFL, the Freedom Football League, they've got some dynamics that I have seen from indoor leagues in terms of fan ownership specifically in the FFL's case season ticket owners season ticket holders being part owners of the team I get the overall principle I like the overall principle of saying using this as a platform for social justice and doing good I even like some of the names Terrell Owens Ricky Williams those were putting their hat in the ring but Just because you played football, I don't know if you have all the momentum and can get the right people in place to run this kind of a league, especially when you're springing it basically out of nowhere. I give that league maybe a season. But the reason why I sell, with how the AAF is set up, how they have the football minds, how they've had the strategy, the marketing, everything... This is the one league that if we're coming back in five years' time, I think this can still be going strong. I give this league the opportunity to make hiccups because it will the first couple seasons. But I think they've got the brainpower and the organization to get it right. Jason, the question comes to you. Buy or sell that all
1: three of these startup leagues for challenging the NFL – in order to give fans an alternative towards the NFL here in American football, the AAF, the FFL, and the XFL will be gone within five years.
3: I'm going to buy that because I just don't. uh, You're going to have football fatigue. Um, Yeah, the NFL's down, but three new leagues popping up plus NFL. You're going to have sponsorship opportunities down. You're going to have football fatigue. Now, if this was ran in the offseason, it's highly visible that they'll last. But also, if I'm going to go to an alternative league, give me the lingerie league. At least it's a little bit more entertaining. I, those those I, bitches gonna get be, hard.
0: I'm going to be honest. I've seen lingerie games. They have put me to sleep.
3: Well, a it's lot of things... Near- so, no. so has the Jags put me to sleep last night. Don't mean I need to <laughs> say that they suck. Fair point, Dude.
0: but again, but they, they do put anybody to sleep. <laughs> okay, to be fair, you did fire the first shot at the Giants earlier in the show, Eric. No, Brandon? Bo- I am well, mad. That was fair game. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you're up. Bye um,
2: a few questions. Are the are all these leagues going to be in the spring slash summer? Yes. Okay. Have any of them said anything specific about rules or anything like that that's going to differentiate them from the NFL?
1: The AAF, I believe, has kind of a template out. The XFL does not yet. I'm literally just hearing of the FFL.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard of the FFL as At all either. With the name. I was thinking it was going to be one thing. But then after Eric mentioned. You know player ownership. And like Terrell Owens. And some of those names. That league I think is going to. That one definitely I think is going to flop. The except With all the hype that. Eric has been talking about. The AAF. You know. I, I wanna believe the hype, but I just don't see enough differential that will really make them say, Hey, come watch us during the off season and we'll give you good football and we're gonna give you what you want. You know they uh if they come out with some rules that make it sound like, okay, we're going back to a more traditional football and all of that, and give the fans some special things that they don't see in the NFL anymore, or that they've never seen in the NFL that, you know, may entice fans to watch it, then I give them some some chances. Initially, I was thinking that the league, at least least if it was run correctly, the league that I was going to give the most opportunity to succeed was the XFL, but the big issue with that, the the nostalgia of it is going to be there, and that's going to bring some fans in, at least in, initially. But I think this is going to be one of those situations where it's going to be like the first time, where it's going to be really big the first week, and then it's going to cave mm-hmm. in on itself after that. Also, like Eric said, Vince is still going to have the stigma that he had last time around, where a lot of sports outlets are not going to take it seriously. And that's going to be a very high hurdle to Leap in order for them to get to the point where they can survive more than a few years. So overall, I'm going to buy this, that, ne- that none of these are going to survive, but I do think that their presence is going to make the NFL change certain things, like how it did after the original XFL with the uh float with the SkyCam and all that. All
1: right, I'm gonna go ahead and comment on this real quick, just because I know I usually leave by yourself for you guys, but I actually did have a thought here. My problem with this is the bastardization of football in America, and what I mean by that is we are going from having one major football franchise to an attempt to have four, there is absolutely positively no way that will succeed. The reason I say that is because the talent pool, while deep, is not deep enough to support four leagues with any kind of reasonable comparison in talent. I think the weakest weakest of the three startup leagues will be picked off in its first season. It will not see a second. And my guess is that's probably going to be the FFL just Uh because, I don't trust the the business acumen of Terrell Owens and Ricky Williams, given their history of poor career decisions, to be able to keep this league as anything resembling sustainable. The best opportunity for a non-NFL league to succeed here in America would be for them to pull the resources that they have, to work together in order to provide some kind of decent alternative with a different enough rule base and a different enough presentation to appeal to the NFL fan without taking too much away from the game that the NFL
2: fan loves. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Also, think about it this way. If all of these leagues are alive at the same time, I don't think, yes, football is a huge sport, but I don't think you have enough fans that to split between three leagues, and they're going to have to figure out scheduling to where they're not competing with each other.
0: And and that's the thing where I've seen the franchise list. Two of these leagues already want to go to St. Louis, the XFL and the FFL. I'm going to make a bold statement here and now and say, I don't think the FFL
2: gets off the ground at all. Mm-hmm. I could see that because this is the first time I'm ever hearing of it.
0: Yeah. And with the XFL, that's one thing to where they could figure out scheduling. But going back to the entertainment side of things and Vince McMahon, he's already said his goal one way or another is to directly compete with the NFL. Look at the this last time. Stupid. Oh, Look at the last time a league tried to do that. Look at the last time an owner tried directly doing that. What happened? (laughs) Look at the last time that Vince tried to position (laughs) himself as an alternative to the NFL as well. Bingo. Mm -hmm. That's why I will say the AAF will have hiccups. If it doesn't survive five years, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. But I think with the brain power that they've assembled, I think they're going to realize the exact same things. And within those first two seasons, that's when they're really going to make their tweaks to differentiate
2: themselves.
0: If, if they do that, they have a better shot of survival. Here's they another...
2: They're going to go under. Here's another thing, too. And when does the first of these leagues start? Is Does the AAF start next year? February of 2019 with the AAF. Okay. Do any of these leagues... Now, granted, it's a lot simpler now to an extent, but with mm-hmm. the monopoly that the NFL has, do any of these leagues have any sort of broadcasting rights? AAF already does with CBS SN. Okay. Wow, I'm shocked that CBS is allowed to... I mean, granted, it's not on the main network, but I'm shocked Actually, that CBS is... is
1: no, no, yeah. you
2: you said the CBS first game, SN. The oh, first okay. Game
1: and the championship game will both be broadcast nationally on CBS.
2: Wow, that I'm shocked that they're allowed to do that. I'm surprised. I wonder if that's going to play any impact on their negotiations with the NFL. I honestly,
1: the, I honestly think the NFL is kind of looking at the at the AAF as kind of a feeder league, almost a mm. developmental.
2: You think well, they're like a minor league system? You think? As,
0: and and again. It really doesn't necessarily matter with, like, broadcast rights with how much they're paying anyway. I think since he, if they're not directly infringing upon the NFL season, uh, the league, they won't care as far as broadcasting. That's why you have guys like Bill Poley and whatnot getting together, getting in. And that's the first thing that they short off, that broadcasting rights deal. Mm-hmm. That's why they're ready to go so soon.
2: With what Once Harry I- just said, do you think there's any chance that the NFL may jump in and basically make it into a minor league system?
1: I honestly would not be surprised to see there's some kind of subsidized funding coming from the Basically make
2: it like a new NFL Europe.
0: Uh, hopefully with better results. Yes. if they course. If they do and work out a deal say maybe year three if not a bit sooner wouldn't shock me
1: all right one more real quick thing here and then we will move on because we've been spending we spent almost 15 minutes on this topic and we do need to advance here the only other thing that i would say is that if these leagues wanted a chance to succeed i think the best opportunity for them would have been to work together rather than Mm -hmm. trying to compete all against each other at the same time Agreed, and especially if you put the mind of vince mcmahon and dick ebersole's son together and do some kind of mashup between the AAF and the XFL. All right, let's move on here. Jason, you get to choose between the college or the NFL question.
3: Just because I'm a dick, I want to take the NFL question. <coughs> See, even the dog hates me for it.
1: Yeah, how dare you take his question. All right, hold on. Give me a second here. because I ax- Oh, the coaching carousel, I believe. Buy or sell, you feel it's a bad idea for a team to fire a coach midseason?
3: I want to sell that because, in the case of the Browns, it was the best thing that they could do because now they can start looking for their next coach and not having to wait and interview. They can find who they want, gives them a little cushion to scout and see what's going on and they actually got a head start above anybody else looking to fill a coaching position
1: brandon same question buy or sell that you feel it is a bad decision for teams to fire a coach mid-season
2: all in all i'm gonna sell this it it depends a lot based on you know where you are in the season, how the players are reacting to the coach. There's a lot of different factors, but overall I'm going to sell this and and here's why. If you bought if you if you fire a head coach mid-season, not only like Jason said do you have the opportunity to scout out coaches, to find your replacement, you also have the opportunity of using that rest of the season with your interim head coach, to see how he does as a potential replacement. Eric?
0: I have to make it unanimous and so myself, and for a lot of the reasons that Jason said, you need to get the jump on seeing, okay, which candidates are going to be out there who is putting themselves out there for any interest? Because if you're looking for other NFL coaches, you want to get the jump now before the regular season ends and teams are making their playoff runs. You want to get the college coaches. You want to get the jump now, because this is a time where if any college coaches are interested in making the jump, they will put their interest out in feelers for NFL teams. And you want to present and have enough of a sample that says, okay, If I'm a coach, I want to go there. This is what I can see, what I can fix. This is what I know I can work with, et cetera, et cetera. If you wait to the very end, your sample size is going to be tainted.
1: I think that it depends on the circumstance. And the reason I say that is because we've seen it work out tremendously in Cleveland this year with the way Greg Williams has stepped up in gotten the Browns to not be the laughingstock of the NFL that they have been for the previous five seasons. That being said, we have to take a wait-and-see approach for what's going to happen with Joe Philbin in Green Bay, rather or not Aaron Rodgers made the right move forcing the hand of the
2: Packers general manager. Well, I think another factor to that, and it seems to be the trend for whatever reason, that teams seem to perform better at least for the first couple of weeks, the first week or two, uh, with a new head coach because it's a new energy, it's a new system. For whatever reason, teams seem to do better for those first couple of weeks. All right, Brandon,
1: you get the college question to lead us off. You ready? Okay. I kind of teased this earlier. We kind of talked about this last year. I'm going to basically raise the same point buy or sell, Army-Navy is the most
2: important game of the year in college football. Absolutely. I I buy that absolutely because whereas all of the other games, yes, they matter to an extent, and most of them really don't, Army-Navy, while on a purely... Football level on a purely sports level, it doesn't really matter because most of the time both of the teams stink. On a, you know, it brings you back to what college football claims to be, what college football, you know, kind of wants to be but doesn't want to be at the same time, where it's just, you know it's a single game, them playing each other, but it means a lot because of the rivalry, and because of the history and all of that. Eric.
0: Honestly, I was thinking about this and everything last year and this year, and especially for this year, I'm going to buy. Not And we said before, it's a rivalry game. No matter how well the two teams are, how far apart they are, all of that goes out the window for this. Because you're enemies for 60 minutes. Afterwards, you're going to be brothers for life. And even outside of just the different football aspects, You don't get a lot of scandals. Not all issues, you know, coaches moving around or different things, or different that or issues with the players. No, this football, be it in any form, this game here in Philadelphia, the spring football game, which those two teams are league powerhouses. A lot of games like this, they even mention it on the campus of both academies. The star game. You win this rivalry game, you wear an extra star on your uniform. You sweep it, then you've got four stars on your uniform, and everybody sees you walking around campus. They see those and say, hey, he was on that team that beat, well, especially in past history, he's been on that team that beat Army four straight years or he was on the team that finally ended the streak against Navy. You're such a different high regard. Then when you go and graduate from the academy, go serve our country, a lot of times you'll meet and coordinate together in the battlefield. You get to laugh and joke and do all these different things and get these flashbacks, but it's always going to be that bond. And no matter what rivalry game, better or worse, you're never going to have that like you will and what we're going to see Saturday that's what makes it beautiful
3: Jason uh, I think this game is pointless and I don't even know what's played I'm not a fan of it it's got history yes but does it got much does it got any rele- relevance in the college football landscape no Do if any it wasn't games- for the history well, Let them not, with, not with the current football committee, um, unless you're an SEC school. But um, the fact that this game is played solely on tradition alone, it's hardly ever competitive. It's not really a cash grab for sponsors it's simply a game between two mediocre at best programs i just i I just can't get behind it i mean i'm sorry but sometimes you got to end a tradition for the betterment of the whole college football landscape.
1: I'm going to respectfully disagree with you for a Mm -hmm. multitude of reasons. First of all, between these two schools in the air force, the commander in chief trophy is something that every single member of all three of these teams want to, want to have. It doesn't matter if they have a national championship in their year. If that school takes home the commander in chief's trophy for the season, that's their national championship trophy. Second, I have friends that have served in both branches of the military involved here, and one of them, who is an Army veteran, posts the same thing every year before this game, and I'm going to read the quote verbatim from his Facebook page here. His name is Matt Golchick. He was in the U.S. Army. Army versus Navy, the only game where everyone playing is willing to die for everyone watching. I don't care how competitive this game is on a yearly basis. I don't care how much money this game brings in for sponsors. I don't care how much money this game brings in for CBS. For 60 minutes, every single person in this country is united under one military to watch that game. And afterwards, while they go their separate ways, they stand up to defend the values of this country. It is, in my opinion, and I said this last year, I'll say it again this year. There are rivalry games with more importance in terms of national championships. There are rivalry games with more importance in terms of history. There is no more important overall game in the college football landscape than Army Navy.
3: Mm-hmm. So why isn't the Air Force game built up same as I mean, I'm you, just playing Devil's Advocate here.
2: Because, because they weren't like Army, the
3: Army and Navy are natural rivals
1: land and sea.
2: And they haven't. Air Force hasn't had the history that Army and Navy have because they haven't been around as long.
0: No, Army was the first to come along, then Navy just a little bit later, and then Air Force didn't show up for another couple of decades. Yeah.
1: I think the tradition involved in this game is what makes it so important.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, for the they exact can.
1: reason that. For the exact reason that you dislike the game, Jason, is the exact reason that I personally am going to be sitting in front of my TV on Saturday, December 8th at 3 p.m. Sa-
2: same here. Th- that's why I like this game is because it's it's the way college football, if you don't want to make it really competitive and fair, then have it like this where every game is just for bragging rights between two teams you play for you know basically make it the way it was pre BCS where yes teams can claim national championships and all they want who cares it's you play to win your conference and then you win your bowl, your respective bowl game or in this case you win Army Navy just have it that way
1: army is going to the armed forces bowl i believe they're playing louisiana tech Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that this game means more to every single one of the kids than that Louisiana Tech
0: game does. Oh, absolutely. This is the the star game. Every, between Army, Navy, basketball, sprint football, baseball, this game, this is for the star. All right, we do need to
1: move on because we still have half the show to get to, but excellent conversation, you guys. Let's go ahead and continue and go into Pour One Out for the Homers and we'll start with Jason. I do believe, you know, it, is, I do believe it is the Liberty Bowl for West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Uh, I thought it was Camping World.
1: Is it? It is the renewal of the old Big East rival with Syracuse, though.
3: Yeah, but it means nothing. You don't it, think so? No, I mean bowl games in general. If you're not, if you're not in top four, bowl games are meaningless. Mm-hmm. There's 106,000 of them. Uh I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a W2M could sponsor a bowl game and we could get a solid matchup if we really tried. I mean, that's how many bowl games there are. They're they're begging for sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm we may need to talk to Sean and see if we can <laughs> we can sponsor a bowl next year because I'm pretty sure we could get a get a solid matchup of some one of our teams would be in a bowl in the bowl that we sponsored and we can get free tickets and <laughs> we could do a live podcast. I mean, seriously, there is, there was actually more teams and this is, this is a surprise. There were more teams eligible this year than they could actually fit in bowl games. And like I said, there's 152,000 610 bowl games. Um I think starting the seventeenth of December. Fifteenth. A week a, from 15th. a week
1: from tomorrow.
3: There's not a day that goes by without at least one bowl game on.
1: hmm See, I'm okay
3: with and that though. I, I'm, I'm okay, okay with it, but why don't why don't bowl games mean anything? I this think to the be, kid I think they should have more weight and more meaning to it.
1: See, I think to the kids that get to play in these bowl games, they actually do mean something. Especially if but you're
3: a question, question. Especially,
1: real quick, especially if you're a senior, and it's one last go-round with your teammates. Or if you're an incoming freshman, and it's an opportunity to practice with the teammates that you're going to be spending the next two to four years of your life with.
3: Okay, let's point this out. Will Greer, suspected not to play. A lot of. People, I'll
1: agree with that.
3: A, a lot of people across the, the college landscape. The bigger names. Are not playing in these bowl games. Because they do not want to risk injury and hurt their NFL. And this games. is
1: a tradition we, that started yeah. a couple of years ago with CMC out in Stanford.
3: Which this, I completely
2: uh, agree with. As well. So,
3: oh, I'm I'm totally on board with if you're if you got a future in the NFL, I I'm okay with you setting it out. Okay,
1: that's but like, for a lot of okay, yes. If you're somebody like a Christian McCaffrey, like a Will Greer, like a Ed Oliver from Houston, who has already announced that he will not be playing in the um Houston's bowl game. If you're somebody that's a potential top five NFL pick, I can understand the decision not to play. However, if you are somebody that's a senior on this team, and especially if you're like a walk-on senior, then the opportunity to suit up one last time with your teammates and probably what will be the last time you pe- you play in a professionally organized football game, you take advantage of it uh-huh. when you
2: have it. That's the thing, and I, I said it before when we were talking about Army-Navy. I, I know it won't happen for a long time, but... I wish they would go one of two routes. Either destroy the bowl system and create a real tournament or go back to it just purely being bowls. Because at least the bowls... At least if if you don't have this, you know, this mythical notion of a national championship, the bowls do have some meaning because that is basically your championship game of the season to an extent if you know if you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it is basically your end of the season last game you, you know you win you get a trophy it basically is a championship game on an individual level
1: to mention, let's look at the payouts that these schools get for going to these mm-hmm. bowl games as well. But but well, now,
2: a- especially now, when some fans think that there is a real playoff system in place,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it, it dilutes the bowls even more than it already was during the BCS era, because people think they're meaningless because they think there's a playoff system in place, when in fact over half those teams don't even have a chance to get into said playoff system anyway. So the Bulls do still have meaning now, but I would like them to go one of two ways.
1: Go ahead, ahead, Eric. I'll let you you speak here, and then we'll go ahead and move on to their NFL version of this. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, because I'm just going to say real quick, don't be surprised within the next five to ten years if they restructure things and go more towards a playoff system. Because as someone who's been watching college football for as long as I have, going back to high school, seeing the explosion of all the bowl games, which is lessening my excitement year over year, I think the powers that be, even for those money grabs, they're going to see the real money isn't going to be in a bigger tournament. Mm-hmm. You'll still have some bowls go away, but you'll not You'll still have a few as well. But the focus is going to be on that bigger tournament. They won't go back to Bulls again after what's happened the last five years. So they, keep an eye on that five-year window that begins when the TV contracts renew, when the, networks and conferences literally put their money where their mouth is.
2: The the one thing I would love to see is a a full tournament and then basically use some of the lower end bowls as basically like the NIT is in, in college basketball where teams that didn't make it to the tournament get to play some extra games or in this case, one extra game just to kind of give them a bit of a postseason.
0: Yeah. I think that's exactly what will happen. All right, let's go ahead and continue with the NFL side
1: of the pour one out for the homers for both Jason and Brandon here. So where'd this performance against the Bears come from, guys? Because I don't think anybody saw this one coming.
3: It came from New Jersey, and (laughs) it came from the Meadowlands, and it came from Saquon Barkley. It came from Eli and Odell and um, our defense.
1: Does it at yeah. all worry you that Odell Beckham has as many sixty yard touchdown passes this season as Eli Manning does? Really?
3: <laughs> no, it no, does. That means we're versatile. You never know who's gonna throw the ball and score. We could throw we could have we can have Eli on the slot. <laughs> you know, yeah, it I, shows I our out. it shows our versatility. <laughs> you never know. We could throw Eli out on the slot, hit him on a crossing route for a seventy yard <laughs> <laughs> touchdown.
0: I somehow doubt Eli's gonna to wanna to get his ass lit up by a defensive Yeah, no. I somehow doubt he can run seventy yards at all.
3: <laughs> I, I got a question. If if Eli if Eli broke off a seventy yard run, catch catch and run. The kickoff's one, over. There
1: there would be no there'd be no way to do a show after that.
3: Because <laughs> you, about, you, think, you think Robert Taylor is bad about Mahomes? <laughs>
0: If something like that,
3: you guys would you guys would have to block me on Facebook because I would go apeshit crazy (laughs) talking so much smack about how Eli is the elite quarterback and the best thing since sliced bread that I would be a nauseating douche nozzle that some people tend to be talking about their quarterback.
0: If something like that happened, I would need to not be sober for an entire week just so how I could process exactly how that happened. All you would see is like a pig pen-style cloud around me, except mine would be white and smell better. <laughs> um, Eric? Yes? We don't know what
1: it's like to have a quarterback to be proud of.
0: I haven't for several years, so... Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move over to Eric
1: now. Um, Speaking of revenge games, it is the Miami Hurricanes against the Wisconsin Wadgers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Going to New York and Yankee Stadium. The home of one team I can't stand. Having to go and play against another team I can't stand. I'm going to be so drunk for that
2: one. Uh... (laughs) Ah. That's revenge, this is gonna be fun.
1: Revenge, thy name is Hurricane. Perhaps
0: <laughs> revenge, thy name is damn tropical storm against Dairyland. I have <laughs> got no faith in this team whatsoever. This,
2: this, this, this is the this is the team of my two, or this is the bowl between my two biggest disappointments of the season. I
1: mean, you could argue between these two. You could argue between these two and Auburn, it's it's kind of anybody's pick between the three. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. We you talked about say, that a couple of weeks
0: ago. You say hurricane? We haven't even played like a damn tropical wave the past <laughs> month. Oh, all right.
1: So I have some good news and I have some bad news here in Homer's for you, Eric. Okay.
0: Jacksonville pitched a shutout on this past Sunday. Yeah, the first shutout of Andrew Luck's career.
1: The problem was is that your offense didn't get into the end zone either. It was 6 nothing
0: on two field goals. Okay, let me just throw out this stat. Even with the league and how, our off, how offensive this league is,
2: they even though our
0: defense time. has pretty much decided to hell with this, we're here just so we can get paid – the Jaguars have not allowed a three hundred yard passer all season. Well, given some of the quarterbacks you guys have gone up against, that's actually a pretty impressive stat. Yeah. So you'd think we would be a lot better, but uh Well that's, No, they haven't
1: allowed <laughs> oh, real ahead. quick. You haven't allowed a three hundred yard passer, but you have allowed a two hundred yard rusher as Derrick Henry did his best Ezekiel Elliott impression and yum-yum-eat him up all over Jacksonville's defense on Thursday
0: Night Football. Well, I'm going to say this. This is why, as Chiseled Adonis calls him, bum-ass Balake Bortles, I'm going to make it my mission, if I have to personally run him the fuck out of town, and go ahead and tell (laughs) people, look, you're gonna draft another damn quarterback. I think they. have all these white guys around here, okay? I have had enough.
2: I, I think they've, they've pretty much, much determined that because, considering Bortles has been benched for the last two weeks.
3: Oh, they've already moved on from Bortles. Yeah, it was made official today.
0: No, 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 Look. no, no! I know this team. We were supposed to move on from Chad Henne. Look what happened! And and finish the have- damn job. Get him fully out of here. I don't want him creeping around haunting the sidelines as a backup.
2: Are, are our two teams going to be competing for quarterbacks in the draft this year?
0: Yes. <laughs> and the unfortunate
1: news for both of you is that Justin Herbert has pretty much announced that he's staying at Oregon. Ah, oh, that lovely. That
0: a us over even more. Fantastic. And by it's... the way, no, go ahead.
1: And we also know, unfortunately now, as of last week, there will be no
0: Mackenzie Milton option either. Well, again, I wasn't banking on him anyway. We had one UCF quarterback that did something good in college. How is that working for
2: us? I guess Will Greer is our, uh, our big option. Or you better hope you can convince Kyler Murray not to play baseball.
0: Oh, no. Kyle no, he's done. He's, he's
2: already going to the MLB, I think.
0: Yeah, he's going to be at spring training, collect a $7 million, play baseball, and tell everybody else to suck it. we forked in so many wrestling references tonight. And, and, and oh, again, not even, the, the most painful thing, Derek Henry didn't even pull his best Ezekiel Elliott impression. He pulled his best damn Tony set impression. Nine yards. Not only do we get to the one yard line and Tennessee makes a stop, what do we do? Oh, Derrick Henry gets the ball. Oh, we're not gonna try to tackle him. Oh, he's still formed one guy. Oh, he's still formed another. Oh, he's still formed a third one. To hell with this. We're just done. Let the man score.
2: You know it was a pretty cool moment, though, um, on the broadcast was how they had... And and it was fitting that Joe Buck was doing the call for this one. They pulled up the replay of uh, the Dorsett 99-yard run with his father doing the call.
0: On Monday Night Football, January of 83. 99 yards. And again... It's not like Fred Taylor's game back in 98 where he had a 76-yard run and then he was limited to just 13 yards on his next 12 carries. Oh, no, (laughs) 99-yard touchdown run. What does he do to accentuate that? Oh, only another 16 carries for 139 yards and another three touchdowns. Rubbing his nutsack all up and down our secondary. Okay. Woo! Jesus, Eric. I was never so glad that I had to do online tutoring in my life. I saw that <laughs> score, and I'm like, well, I made the right Get it thing. together, man! <laughs> I made money. <laughs> okay,
1: if it's any consolation, Eric, Derrick Henry has been fucking Florida teams ever since he was in college. It's no, not really Derrick, anything yeah. new.
0: Derrick Henry played in Florida. He went to U <laughs> I've known about to, that
1: kid since high school. And then went to Alabama for college because screw him! Anyway. <laughs> okay. Eric, flip the script. Uh, uh,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking about revenge games, he, did, did you know that whenever Florida plays Michigan in a bowl game in the state of Florida, the Gators typically win? Now you're playing in a different state. Do you think that you can carry that mojo over? If I'm not
1: mistaken, the last time we played Michigan in a bowl game, we actually lost two years ago. Really? I believe it was either two or three years ago we played Michigan in, God, I'm not sure. I want to say the Liberty Bowl, but I'm not sure.
0: Ah, that's outside the state of Florida. For, the, for it to work effectively, the games are in the state of Florida, where Florida trounces Michigan in bowl games. In addition, the last time we actually played Michigan,
1: period, was the season opener for the 2017 season. And Michigan kicked our ass at at and Stadium.
0: Yeah, that one didn't go too well.
1: I don't know if I brought this up in the group chat or not, but I was thinking about this year, and it's a little bit ironic that both of my teams can get revenge for the other team. Florida plays Michigan, who pounded Penn State earlier in the year. hmm Penn State plays Kentucky, who snapped the 28-year losing streak to Florida earlier this year.
0: Hashtag Kentucky Fry Gator. Hashtag <laughs> Best since
1: 86. At least my team won more than seven games, Eric. <laughs> Fair enough. Both of my teams won more than seven games.
0: But only one of them had a half decent quarterback. And oh my God, I just said that out loud. Ugh. Hey, maybe maybe you'll get lucky and Jacksonville will draft Trace McSorley.
1: There are worse options. He wears number five in that uniform right now. <laughs>
0: You know, Let's go over to the NFL. Those times when I can't argue because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the NFL, um, I, I got to highlight one moment in particular. Uh, if you're referring to the moment, if you're going to refer to the moment,
1: I think you're going to refer to, you cannot highlight it because Jason's going to be talking about it next.
0: Oh, a uh, certain case of Butterfingers last play.
1: Uh, Oh, no, you mean the Phillips play? Uh, yeah. Freaking Miami. Like, I don't know why. It always seems to happen. Whenever we play Miami in Miami, we always find a way to lose. The good news is we play the Jets this week. And if there's one thing we know, when it comes to bad football in the NFL, it's usually spelled J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
0: I mean, have you been able to brag that you're much better Aside from the one playoff run, hashtag 10 to 3.
1: I will point out that we have four wins this year. The Jets have three. After Sunday, Buffalo will have five wins. Jacksonville will have four.
0: Suck it. Damn, damn, Derek, son of a. Why the hell were we <laughs> on Thursday to begin with? Who was smoking what when they thought of that one again? Because they they're not learned their lesson. Be,
2: because in spite of them trying to get ratings, they always seem to put crappy games on Thursday night football for some reason. You
1: know, they kind of fell backwards into a good one on Monday night football this week, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they we'll talked a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming schedule here in a bit when we go into Are You Serious. But, hey, Jason, you still with us? Nope.
3: (laughs) I left a long time ago.
1: That's unfortunate because I need you to get it together.
3: If I get it together happened during your beloved Buffalo Bills game. It was Jerry Hughes trying to fight a referee in the tunnel. Granted, he had a damn good reason for it. Because after looking into this and researching this, this referee was kind of a douche and deserved his ass beat. But still, seeing things on the surface, it was kind of bad. This is the second time a fight has occurred or has attempted to occur in the tunnel of a Buffalo Bills game. Okay. So to be fair, get it, to be
1: fair it, is, it is Buffalo. There is a large amount of beer usually consumed in that city, usually to drown out the bad football.
3: And this that, is also Buffalo who threw a dildo on the, on the field at one point a couple at, of years ago.
1: At the Patriots, it was deserved. <laughs> but real quick here, uh, in regards to the Jerry Hughes situation, I do not condone violence towards an NFL official. That being said, If it is true that that referee called Jerry Hughes a bitch, he needs to be fired.
3: Mm -hmm. He's he's on administrative leave, and they're investigating revoking his uh, license.
1: Good uh, fucking riddance.
3: Yeah, I mean, you have to, if you expect the players to be held to a certain standard, we also have to uh, hold their officials to the same standard.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Brandon. Um, My get-it-together, I think this, I know this is at least the second week in a row that I've done. Uh, I think, yeah, I was just about to say, this is the third week in a row that I've picked them to go into my get-it-together. Apparently, they don't like listening. And not only did they lose this week, they lost to the damn Buccaneers. Carolina, if you have any chance of getting into the playoffs still and your chances are dwindling. Playoffs. Yeah, playoffs! Yeah, those chances are dwindling rapidly week by week. If you want any chance of getting, in, getting into the playoffs, Panthers, get it together. Come on, man. Okay, that's copywritten. We're not trying to get sued.
1: <laughs> uh, Eric, I have a quick question for you before you go. You ready? Ready.
0: Where are my buccaneers? On your head? <laughs> Under my bucket hat. Um, <laughs> close enough. Eric, get it together. Okay. You are a conference known for very, very high-powered offense, known for great games that people have to stay up to watch most of the time, That's kind of your brand, right? Your conference is a championship game. Primetime television in an NFL stadium, as you do most of the time, especially if you happen to be in the Power Five. One network TV. Exactly. So uh, why in God's name does that conference title game end up 10-3? to The lowest score in conference title games since conference title games came to be via the SEC back in 1992? Really? And, oh, that one touchdown was when the receiver slipped, the ball was tipped, and that was a pick six. The Pacific 12 Conference, for God's sake, for the sake of betters, that go to places like mybookie.ag and use promo code PAT to get 50% off their Granted first deposit for folders for a limited time. Get it the frick together. Ain't nobody got time for a 10-3 title game. Ain't nobody got time for a 10-3 wildcard game either, but that's what we gave them last year. <laughs> yeah, well, we won that one, so that made me feel good.
1: <sighs> I was just happy to be in the playoffs, honestly. Yeah,
0: because you don't get there as often. (laughs) No, we really don't. Although, our number five was better than yours. Yeah, your number five isn't good enough to start in Cleveland. At least ours starts somewhere. In fairness,
1: though, that's because the backup to that number five in Cleveland had a lot of swag. It's doing pretty well with the team. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, so... Coming into the season, there was a very obvious favorite in the AFC North. Coming into the season, there was a team that should have had every viable opportunity to not only dominate their own division, but probably their entire conference and clinch a number one seed. When you look at the fact of the sheer year-to-year production of Ben Roethlisberger, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL in Antonio Brown. What many have called the best running back in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell, and a defense that was at times staggeringly stingy last year. This is a Pittsburgh Steelers team that got off to a o or a one two and one start, and then proceeded to reel off six straight victories to move to seven two and one, and the number two seed in the AFC despite Brandon's fantasy football team getting absolutely titanic by Le'Veon Bell. Hi, Bisco.
2: Yeah, he can suck it.
1: (laughs) This is now a Pittsburgh Steelers team that has lost back to back weeks against the AFC West in both the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles, not San Diego, although I wanted to call them that chargers granted the Los Angeles defeat is under a significant amount of controversy. The final score was a field goal difference that was hit as time expired. However, there was a blatantly missed false start penalty on a long Philip Rivers touchdown pass.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That being said, don't put yourself in a position where you're coming down to these games where you're allowing 33 points, where your defense is not stepping up the way that it should be, by allowing 33 or more than 30 for, I believe, the third time this season, and putting yourself in a position where a wild-card team, who you will probably be facing again at this point, assuming you can hold off the Ravens and the AFC North, don't leave yourself in these positions. Mm Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, despite the 7-4-1 record, the two-game losing streak, and all of the infighting going on, including Ben calling out his own teammates on his local radio show, which is just fucking stupid on so many levels. Get it together. Guys, I have a question for you.
2: Yes. Are you
1: serious?
3: Nope, never serious. I'm
0: serious enough that I bet money on this one. (laughs) At
1: mybookie.ag, use the promo code Pat for 50% off your first deposit.
0: (laughs) Did I do that correctly? Yes, you did. You're learning. And by (laughs) the way, don't forget to follow them on Twitter at BetMyBookie. They've already given away $10,000 in prizes. You always get the first dibs and notifications for any new odds and lines. Just saying.
1: <laughs> and you know why we're doing this, Eric? Because it's hashtag.
0: For the brand.
1: All right, let's move on to our series. We didn't even plan that. It just worked out that way. We have chemistry. It happens. All right, let's do <laughs> it. So we are doing our upset pick as well as our stone cold walk. I mentioned it earlier in the show. I will reiterate it again now that we are at that time. The Stone Cold Walk, regardless of the line that you choose for the game that you choose, if the team does not cover the line, it counts as a straight-up loss. Let's get to it. Brandon, your dog pick of the week is first.
2: My underdog pick for the week is the Bengals covering against the Chargers.
1: You're getting 10 there, so it's not terrible, but at the same time, this is a Cincinnati team that's been in free fall. Um, Eric took Cincinnati last week, actually, and it did not go well for him as they got smacked around by Denver in Cincinnati. Well,
2: I'm hoping that they also get it together. Are we Are, are, are we doing Army-Navy as well? We can do the predictions at the end, but it's
1: not going to officially count. Oh, standing.
3: okay. You realize that Not only is Dalton out for the year, so is A.J. Green.
0: Yeah, they're going with a Jeff Driscoll, a quarterback. Hey, I remember that guy. Yeah, (laughs) and when I saw that, I was like, well, Florida quarterbacks. There goes that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they, they tend not to do so well in the NFL. It happens. Jason, you're up. Who's your upset pick for the league?
3: My upset pick for the week. I originally had Baltimore, I Kansas changed, City, but, but you guys took that. I so
1: changed I'm mine,
3: actually. actually
1: going, I'm took,
3: actually I, going to be a homer and take the Giants over Washington. I'm actually uh,
2: seeing the Giants being a favorite. I'm um,
3: seeing
1: I think I had. I think I have the uh, Washington. Is, oh no, wait. Yeah, the Giants are a three and a half point favorite. That doesn't count.
3: Okay, give me. Hmm. All I right, changed
1: uh, my pick if you want. Uh, I changed my pick if you want Baltimore.
3: Uh, okay, I'll take Baltimore.
1: He's taking Baltimore Giants. minus six and a half against Kansas City.
0: Eric. Miami, plus seven and a half against New England. Just like the Bills, Brady and the Patriots always seem to struggle in South Beach. Um,
1: One of you guys picked, I believe it was Jason who picked a certain team that had a quarterback that had a birthday who got his coach fired. And then a certain Eric talked about said coach getting fired when so that happened. Mm-hmm. They're a three and a half point favorite this week.
2: Four and a half.
1: half. <laughs> I'll ticket,
2: Atlanta. Thank you very much. Okay. Be, be, be prepared. Just be prepared. I was looking at that one, but the thing is, like I was talking about before, teams seem to do well their first week with a new coach. Uh, Disagree with that, because Greg Williams
0: and Cleveland got beaten his first week. Harry, I'm going to agree with that. I have seen it with my own eyes, and again... Remember how you said that uh, we may or may not be going head-to-head with certain picks in certain uh, situations? Dun, dun, dun! Dramatic reverb. Dramatic reverb. <laughs>
1: hey,
2: Brandon. Yes?
1: I need a Stone Cold Lock.
2: Uh, my Stone Cold Lock, which apparently originally we all picked together, I'm sticking with it. Saints over the Bucks. I
0: actually yeah. wasn't picking that one for my Stone Cold Lock. Don't... Yeah, okay, I'm going to have to change mine. Alright, fine.
1: Because I don't want to have the same pick on any of the things here because we're getting further into the season so I'll change mine. Jason, Stone Cold
3: Lock. My Stone Cold Locks since their are favor and I'm going to be the homer I'm going to take the Giants. Oh, Jesus. How did I... Because... I keep... because... Alex Smith's gonna be a gimp on the sideline with one leg,
2: and Colt McCoy <laughs> has his Colt the McCoy. Right McCoy. Next to him. <laughs> They've got the almighty Mark Sanchez,
0: who comes full circle with the butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Was it against the Giants? No. No, he 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 had another butt fumble moment when he came into the game last week. Oh, son of a bitch. Poor Sanchez. At least, at least this time he recovered it. Oh,
1: that poor that poor unfortunate soul. Uh, I'd, I'd pity him if it wasn't so funny. <laughs> Eric
0: Stone Cold Locke. We are going head to head, good sir. Aaron Rodgers got the ultimate birthday gift. McCarthy's out of the building. And he's also going to prove a point towards his teammates. I'm the guy that deserves the power. Y'all kowtowed to him. Look at what I'm going to do. Packers minus four and a half. I am about to show some brass
1: balls with this stone cold block. Not because of the who, not because of the who they're against, but the how many. Wow. I am taking Pittsburgh plus t- having to give 10
0: to Oakland. You can make an account with my bookie, you know, if you I, really got I, brass ones that are going <laughs> to put
2: on. I, I was considering that one. Does that mean you got good odds?
0: I believe it's only minus 105 for that pick against the spread. Just saying. It is. With an over-under of
1: 51.5, which, let's be honest, isn't happening. But the big thing for me here is the 10-point spread here. Granted, it is an East Coast team going out to the West Coast. Granted, it is in the absolute dump that is the Oakland Coliseum. Seriously, guys, shut
2: that place down. But see, East Coast going to West Coast isn't the issue because, it's, because they're playing at 4 o'clock, which would be mm-hmm. 1 o'clock here. Or, no, excuse me. yeah, yeah it, 4 It's o'clock 4 o'clock, East, o'clock, here, 7
1: o'clock here, so
2: it feels like it's 1 o'clock there. Like, it, it's 1 o'clock there, so it feels normal. Whereas West Coast teams coming to the East Coast, they're playing at 10 o'clock their time. Right. Well, the, the main reason here that I'm saying that it's, it, it
1: takes some brass ones to make this pick, though, is because it is by far the largest spread that any of us touched this week.
2: Well, except so, for your uh, your um, underdog. No, I picked Atlanta. Oh, I thought someone picked Cincinnati. You picked Cincinnati. Oh, wait, right. <laughs> Cincinnati
1: <laughs> is not giving 10
2: yeah, they are. They're, Los Angeles oh, is giving, they're, 14. They're giving
1: 14.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Holy
1: shit.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not covering that, Brandon. Sorry. And, and I am going to say this. If y'all want to make a little extra cash, go against Terry. Hammer the over on that Pittsburgh-Oakland game. You think so, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll have a nice little
1: discussion about this. I next don't, week.
2: Yeah, I, I'm on. I'm with Harry on that one. I hey, don't.
0: I
1: don't I, see 50
0: I, points I, in this game. I called the under. For you know why I don't see? I've called no, a couple of unders before. I'm just saying,
1: Eric. You know why I don't see 50 points in this game? Because I don't see Pittsburgh scoring 40. Because Oakland's only
0: getting 10, if that. I think Oakland might put on a slightly better showing than you think. Yeah, they're still going to get blown out, but I think that they can carry over something from what they did against Kansas City.
1: All right, gentlemen. Bonus selection time. This will not count in the standings. This is more for pride. I want the winner and the margin of victory, Army-Navy.
0: Uh, anybody particularly going first? Because I've got mine in mine.
3: I've got mine. I'll take Navy plus
0: three. So Jason's taking Navy. Eric, go ahead. Go Army, beat Navy. You'll do just to that. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say this is a two-touchdown win.
2: Okay, we've apparently lost our producer. No, I'm here.
1: Well, I've been calling I, your name for I, the last three minutes. I, 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 I'm Navy. trying
2: to think. Um, Ugh. I I think uh, I want to say Navy's gonna win, but I think Army will win because they're the better team this year. I'll say, I'll say six.
1: I mentioned before that Army has another game to come up against Louisiana Tech. I think that that could serve as a distraction here, and you never want to underestimate an opponent in a rivalry game. I'm with Jason on the exact same number, Navy by three. Well then. I just I don't think you can take the rivalry game for granted, and I think Army I'll might be that. that.
0: Uh, it, it' possible, but I think with the fact that they just broke a long streak last year, I think that they're going to want to go into that bowl game with motivation and try to continue that streak. I think, to me, this is bigger to them, as you said yourself, than that bowl game. Jason, where can people find you online?
3: People can find me at Turkaglue 822 on Twitter. They can find me making guest spots over on the Radledge and Broadcasting network this week where me and Mark Radledge sat down and discuss Cree 2, and usually they can find me here talking shit with you guys.
1: Brandon where can uh, people find you
2: they can find me on Twitter at I- Bisco got underscore got them SN. Um, and that's pretty much it. Other than, like, once I get the uh, wrestling stuff back up on here.
3: But no, if you tweet anything and tag Bisco in it, he will claim it as his own and make it sound like a good idea.
1: Hashtag Brandon Gunna Brandon.
0: Eric. At Squid Sports on Twitter. You can follow me on my other Twitter account if you ask nicely because I'm more selective and you will see things. Throughout the W2M network, here on the kickoff, we have finally broken open the doors of soccer to the max. We are back. And now the next hurdle is uh, getting with said uh, producer and head honcho of this network so we can get football to the max and I can get point of Viewer going again. Mm Stay tuned on that one. In addition to being your host
1: here on the kickoff, I am your co-host on occasion for Wrestling Unwrapped, which is in talks of a potential return. I am going to be the co-host with Brandon Biskabing for How the War Was Won, We look back at the Monday Night Ratings War between the WWF and WCW, in addition, I am the host of the SmackDown to the Max review, which will hopefully be returning at some point soon, once everything gets worked out with Brandon and Cedric. Also, you can listen to me discuss Monday Night Raw, so that way you don't have to watch it yourself, I watch it for you, by listening to the Raw Reaction over on the CareShot Radio Network every Monday night at 1130
2: because trust me, you don't want to watch Raw right now. It sucks. Friends don't let friends watch Raw these days. <laughs> really.
1: For the chairman of the W two O network, Jason Teasley. Uh, you need You need like a quirky nickname, Eric.
0: I've got a bunch of quirky. The token black guy, Eric Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, we tried that at work once when I'm the only black guy in the department. I'm still the only black guy in the department. That didn't go over quite
2: well. <laughs> <laughs> He's token. He's <laughs> he, token. Is. he is token.
0: <laughs>
1: we say that with nothing but love,
3: Eric. <laughs> well, hey, the fact that I it would be better... at has condens- fixing- It has dual meanings.
0: Well, it would be better with my picks as Tolkien than I would be compared to Michael Strahan, so I'll take <laughs>
3: that.
1: The executive producer, Bisco himself, Brandon Bing. I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to The Kickoff, Season 2, Regular Season, Episode 14 here on the W2M Network, available online at w 2 mnet Dot com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast devices, such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, and
2: hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here.
1: And Glacier's still a dick. Thanks for listening to the kickoff, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week.